When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to puke. So, welcome back to Draft Vice. We're here. It is time. Free agency is, well, almost technically here. It's tampering time. Yes. And since it's tampering time, we got our tampering friend. We got, uh, I don't know why I'm calling him my tampering friend. That sounds very disturbing. <laughs> my, my tampering friend. Well, I, I guess because I'm always around the illegal activities. Are you? That's, uh, yeah, yeah, so. no, no. Uh, well, I don't get myself involved with it, but, you know, hey, I'm around Seisters all the time. I'm a DJ. <laughs> what do you expect? There you go. Uh, I brought my buddy DJ Intense on because, yes. dude, it's crazy. We're day one into tampering. I think it's been probably the craziest single day of free agency I've seen since I got into free agency. This has been one of the most craziest days of football in a while. A lot of crazy moves going on, not to mention some of the moves you talked about on Saturday night. And from Saturday to now, i just been getting hit over the head with just news after news after news. Just crazy moves that I didn't think see happen. One of the craziest we're going to talk to later, but, you know, there's some, some good moves going on right now. What do you have for us, man? Well, first off, right off the bat, like, so I we released an episode on Monday. We're recording this Monday, but we recorded another episode on Sunday mm -hmm. that we were release on monday mm -hmm. and uh we did like some of the franchise tags so i'm like okay they might name a couple of extra players that are mm -hmm. getting a franchise tag but they're not gonna name a whole bunch more oh yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah. no they they named about 10 more who got tagged and some of the very interesting names they tagged too as well yeah well first off the bat was dak prescott he got tagged oh, franchise tag by the cowboys that is a bad idea well it's, it sounded like a kirk cousin situation it does sound like, and then i think dak will probably walk after this year, because he has all the leverage. Yeah, and well, what's going to end up happening is, is A, this is how you reset the market. Teams keep on letting these guys get to the franchise tag and mm -hmm. keep on doing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And they go, well, you know what? This is I'm worth $40 million. That's Dak's going to get a $40 million contract eventually. From who, though? Uh, whatever team needs a quarterback that year. Unless the quarterback market just suddenly kind of takes a dive because mm -hmm. there's just so many of them. Mm -hmm. But... Like as of right now, like you know, he's worth thirty three million, right? So he's gonna at least make thirty three million on a contract. Exactly. So, and then not only that, but the Cowboys are only offering him an annual contract of thirty three million. Like they could have had this. This is this is one of those things where they screwed up, right? They should have did it last year, and that way you could have had him for this year and beyond. And they didn't do that. They dragged their feet. And I guess for me, it makes it seems like they don't look as Dak like they looked at Tony Romo. As far as that, you know, that guy, and it's still in a prove-it type nonsense, and I don't think it's going to end up well. Cowboys, you might be in trouble for the next couple of years. It, it's a little worrisome because, again, this ties up your cap. And Indeed. I'm a little shocked they didn't get – I guess maybe what they felt like they were worried with, right, is they felt like Dak's really good when all the pieces are there, like Andy Dalton, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's like Andy Dalton, like, plus. He's like he's like a, the tier <laughs> – he's a tier two above, but he's like the best version of Andy Dalton. Like, mm -hmm. if you gave Andy Dalton – everything all the right things needed to be successful the youth the ability to do it like if he was just if andy dalton like you know like when you play madden you like you could add like things on the meter and all that yeah, yeah like yeah, if yeah. you added like all the attribute points like to to andy dalton you'd mm -hmm. get dak prescott like mm -hmm. that's the best version of andy dalton like well really the best version of andy dalton would be maybe kirk cousins <laughs> But, by the way, he got an extension, he got an ex too. Exactly. Oh, my God. Vikings fans, you guys have had a weird week. The big um, Ryan Tannehill, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. Yeah, we're going to get into Ryan Tannehill. So. 
That was uh, his deal was crazy. Oh, I think I talked about him a little bit uh, on the, the first week, but we'll we'll go into a little bit because there's so much going on with all. Yes. It all affects each other. Very much. But uh, so yeah, Dak Prescott franchise tag, dude. Cowboys got to get their shit together. Indeed. Well, speaking of getting their shit together, they apparently they have a deal in place with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Five years, hundred million dollars. That just came down the pipe. We don't know the details yet, but it is five years. Hundred million dollars. So. Yeah, so I don't know how much is guaranteed. Exactly. That literally came as we were getting onto the podcast, exactly. man. This is how like fast this stuff's moving. Just bing, bing, bing. Yeah. I, I, so Cowboys, again, like they they have to really like that. That was like their major guy that they had to sign. Yeah. Those are the two guys. At least they have everything locked up, right? Yeah. They let Byron Jones walk into free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. Yep. But we, they got the guys who they needed to locked up. For the time being, I don't agree. You know, they they again they should have had uh, Dak Prescott signed a year yeah, ago. He should have been signed already. There's no reason to drag your feet on it. I guess they're just waiting for him to prove it, and he played really well. Well, the problem is, is like so, we've seen this where the longer you wait to pay your quarterback, the more you're going to pay. Exactly. This is why everybody who like was in his draft class, granted they had another year on their contract, mm-hmm. they signed their guys Early. right away. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had a year and a half left on their contracts, two years. They had Jared Goff, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. They had a year and a half, two years left, and they signed them. And now, granted, that gives those teams more leverage, too. Exactly. So for the future, that was one. That was one, one. franchise tag. Yeah. Wow! And then, and then you go down the list. Yeah, there's Chris Jones of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that was going to happen. Yeah, like well, that was the only way it was going to happen. Yeah. Like they had, to, they had to get him locked up. They might end up trading him. Like that was that's the guy they should keep, and they should find a way to get rid of Frank Clark because mm-hmm. that Chris Jones is amazing. Chris Jones is probably one of the best D linemen in the NFL. That's the guy you want to keep. He's a franchise builder. So, match question because I, I, the, the franchise tag. If I franchise you, that means I get to keep you, and I can still trade you in the future, right? Only if only if the player signs the tag. So oh, okay. we've seen this before with Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. and where Le'Veon Bell didn't sign the tag at all uh, for the yeah. whole season. Took a year off. Yeah, he took a year off. We also saw it last year with Javian Clowney, mm-hmm. where he would refuse to sign the tag unless he got traded to a team he wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. This is what gave him so much leverage with the Texans, mm. right? So the Texans weren't willing to like just sit. They, they wanted to get something out of him and not just let him walk. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Hey, we'll get a three, and we'll be able to use this stuff now." Okay. So they got a linebacker and a three last year. So they got they got a little bit out of it. They didn't get like a lot of it. So yeah, they they all get like certain they all get price ranged out to like the top five of their position. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Chris Jones. Uh, you got Bud Dupree, who uh, you know outside Steelers. linebacker on the Steelers. Uh, I think this is kind of like a, a stopgap for them. I, I actually mm-hmm. don't. I think he's like Bud Dupree only recently kind of came on last year, and he mm-hmm. was hot and cold still. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he couldn't get past Greg Robinson, <laughs> who, who's currently in jail. So <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy with the weed. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That was the one guy who was like on the Browns offensive line who was able to stop Bud Dupree. Like, he, apparently, <laughs> maybe, but maybe he was just getting bud dupree a little lit up maybe that was the trick like it was like hey wait your name's bud right hey i got something for you he drops a little little on the floor that's why <laughs> and then and then when uh when they played him the second time around and robinson wasn't in the game and they were playing mccray mm-hmm. mccray didn't have the bud ma- uh bud magic that's why it didn't work out that time that's mm-hmm. why baker kept on getting sacked that second steelers game mm-hmm so yeah uh then, then you got aj green got franchise tagged that one i was kind of sh- Taken aback about because I, I thought they would have traded him. I'm not shocked. Well, here's the thing: like you, you I, don't I th- keep, you don't give it a talent. That's my number one rule. You never give it a talent. So 
Why not something? Well, I'm I'm shocked because I'm shocked that the Bengals are paying for anybody at this that, point. That's, that's they, what I'm shocked. They about. are very cheap. They don't they don't like paying anything more than twenty million dollars in guarantees, and this is just right underneath it. I think it's gonna be like eighteen million dollars in guarantees. Mm-hmm. So with with AJ Green, I think it was he's a sent it's a sentimentality thing. They like him. Honestly, he probably wouldn't make eighteen million on the open market, mm-hmm. but they wanted to keep him. They probably could have just transition tagged him. I don't know why they hit him with a franchise tag except mm-hmm. just to make him seem like I, I, not have to deal with the risk of potentially losing him. Okay, just knowing that some other team would say, "Hey, you know, what? we'll give you more guaranteed money, maybe not as much on a yearly basis." Okay, so. I, I don't know. That was I. I have mixed. I don't think any other team would have done that. I think they did it for the sentimentality. Plus, they're gonna they're gonna have a first year quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be drafting a, a quarterback number one overall potentially. Yeah, you know you're gonna have to watch. You know, there's no live events this year uh, <laughs> because of uh, a certain virus that's going around. COVID nineteen. Yeah. So uh, stay safe, stay clean, and wash uh, your hands, wash your hands, and avoid your, touching your face. You know, uh, when by the way, when we did the podcast the other day, it was Brandon mm-hmm. Scherf of uh, Washington who got franchise tag. Mm-hmm. There's another guard who got franchise tag, Joe Tooney of uh, of the New England Patriots. Yeah, this is not a common thing, folks. Most people don't franchise tag guards, but we got two of them this year. You know, New England they do things out the box anyway, so. New England will franchise tag a kicker most yeah, of the time. Like they, they, they like doing that. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was like, hey, but actually, it makes sense with kickers. Apparently, with the contracts, mm-hmm. it's it makes sense because like the con- kicker contracts are relatively low compared to the rest of the NFL. So that's like one of the the few positions where it's like, oh wow, we can just keep franchise tagging them. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, w- with guards, it's rare because they're getting paid tackle money. Okay. That's why it's it's almost averaged out to what the top five tackles are getting. Ooh, okay. Um. But I heard they want to get rid of him too. Is that what they want to do, New England? Or they're trying to keep him long term. I don't know. I I see. That's the thing. I don't know if the rumors are true that they're getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. Like it, because it's a rough thing to try and trade a guard on a high contract. Mm-hmm. So unless you know you had a market for him, in which case, like, I don't know if they do. I don't know if they have a specific per, like team in mind. So like with a guard, are you really trying to trade a guy with that level of like a, a tag on him? I don't know. Especially when you're Bill looking. O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, well, Bill O'Brien's probably willing to pay that money. Honestly, I think you just gave them ideas. I think Bill Belichick's going to be calling Bill O'Brien tomorrow, like, hey, you want to get uh, Joe Thune on your team? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. So, yeah, Joe Thune got the, the, the franchise tag. Leonard Williams got franchise tag. That's that one, one was like, woo, I don't know. But that, hey. was, that was that one that I think was like, it, it was the play. It was the, um, this is gettleman covering his backside because mm-hmm. he didn't like he traded a third and now a fourth rounder for this player mm-hmm. to the jets and now it's like well you got like half a season from him you didn't yeah. extend him you couldn't come to an agreement on a deal so now you just franchise tagged him so you're just making something to stick for the time being it's making a, a mistake worse it's like it's like saying well you know what i i painted all this bad i'm just gonna go ahead and give it another coat of the same <laughs> ugly color like, oh, I have all this beige. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and paint this room beige. Or light brown. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like, uh, so, I, I don't know. It's, it's doubling down on a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing here. I think that's the game plan. I think that's what, why they went, you know what, we'll go with, uh, we'll, we'll franchise tag, and we'll get to buy our time with it. Mm-hmm. It's expensive purchase price of that time. It's like you're talking about almost, like you're talking about in the, the teens, high teens for this for franchise tag. Really? Talking about, like, $16 million. For Leonard Williams for one year, I don't know how I feel about I don't that. Know how he's worth that, but hey, 
You could have also transition tagged him. It would have been cheaper. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, yeah, at least would have been able to match the deal. Okay. Uh, not as many teams like using the transition tag. One team used the transition tag this yes, time around. Yes, they did. It was the Arizona Cardinals right, with yep. Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and by the way, they don't have David Johnson anymore. Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll get to there soon. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be towards the end of the episode. When I'm screaming at the camera. One guy who, uh, by the way, that got franchise tag. We talked about Bud Dupree before. Another outside linebacker. This guy I'm a big fan of. Shaq Barrett got franchise he tag. He came out of nowhere, and he deserved his money. So good job, you know, Bucks for doing that. And hopefully you work a deal out during the season to keep him because he was a monster. Yeah, he's, he's an underrated tackles, guy. Right? 20, yeah. 20 sacks? He was, like was a sack 18. leader at one point last year, right? Did he finish yeah, off as a I sack think he leader? Finished sack leader? I think it was like 18 and a half sacks or 20 sacks. Dude, I, I, listen, I, there was a lot of rumors that he was going to be good. Like, listen, he was good when he got to play in Denver. Mm -hmm. And then they drafted Bradley Chubb. So they yeah. wanted to play, you know, the top five pick along with Von Miller. They had Bradley Chubb. And then Shaq Barrett kind of went to the wayside. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get to see Shaq Barrett his last year in Denver. So he walks and goes to Tampa Bay and gets paid. And, you know, gets like, says, I'm going to take a $5 million deal, rocks out that $5 million deal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, now is getting paid for that $5 million deal. And now it's it's paid off dividends. Well, I, I think for that one, I, I would, he should thank his lucky strike for Todd Bowles. Because Todd Bowles really changed around Todd Bucks Bowles, defense. and also the defense, just, the players around him helped yeah, too. I think, like too. you know, having Sue and having uh, Vita Vea. Was Devin White with Bowles, them too? Yes, Devin yes, White Devin was the White guy did. they drafted. So having those guys around him let him flourish in. Yeah, I think Todd Bowles system. Hey, yeah, Todd Bowles not a bad you know defensive coordinator as a head coach. Eh, also, but, when he was with the Jets, like they didn't have like the pieces maybe no. to 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 have a guy like that flourish. I mean, if he was on the Jets, I think he would have done well as well. Yeah. So that was Shaq Barrett. You got Derrick Henry. Got that uh, one. I think is a mistake. I think you got to sign long term. Don't 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 drag your feet. Just make sure you get it done. That's the thing. Titans. I don't know what's going on with them. They you know they extended uh, the tackle that that uh, Kelly who replaced uh, uh, Taylor Lewan earlier mm -hmm. this season when he was suspended, uh, but they let Conklin walk and yeah. the money that they spent there between. Uh, extending the one tackle and then tr uh, tagging Derrick Henry, they probably could have spent, you know. Giving Conklin the money? Yeah, getting their right tackle. Keeping their right tackle, who was probably a bigger part of them do being a successful running team. That that Conklin deal. Well, we'll get into the Conklin deal with the, well, I'm, with the I'm Browns. I'm mad at Tennessee because you got to keep that intact. Don't let that go. Let it, let it all still stay in there and run the tables back. I, I'm shocked they didn't get it done. Yeah, I, believe me, I I don't I don't know why some teams kind of just let like I sometimes they overrate the the wrong player. Mm -hmm. This time I think they're overrating Derrick Henry and underrating Jack Conklin. Yeah. Um, speaking of though, uh, there's still one guy who we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about on either podcast. I'm gonna and then I'll tell you the other bunch that I've at least been around. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Anthony Harris of uh, the Minnesota Vikings got tagged. That's a safety, right? That's a safety. He uh, wanted to be there, right? He wanted to be there, but yeah. also this is a team that's like kind of didn't have a lot of money. Even at the time when they tagged him, they technically didn't have the money then. This is why they're probably <laughs> we're going to talk about a deal they're doing later on. But they, they you know, they we already know they cleared out Rhodes and yeah. they cleared out uh, Linval Joseph's locker and, and Everson and Griffin, Griffin yeah, is leaving. Going, yeah. Dude, they're losing a lot on that defense. So trying to keep anybody around is probably helpful. Well, we'll see. I, I like I said, he, I know he wanted to stay. So hopefully he'll structure a team-friendly deal. We don't know yet. Hopefully they get something for him. We'll see. 
And he's not the only safety who got a deal. Again, like uh, the, uh, yesterday, we went over uh, Justin Simmons, who's also a safety, got mm-hmm. a deal, uh, got a franchise tagged. Uh, Matt, you know, and just to r- give you a quick rundown of the other guys. Uh, previously, we talked about Judon, Yannick Ngakwe, mm-hmm. Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, oh, and, and Brandon Sheriff. Honestly, uh, tight ends, man. Uh, tight ends are, I think, uh, the underrated um, ones that get hit with the franchise tag mm-hmm. because. The highest paid tight end is still a lot cheaper than the highest rate, highest paid receiver. receiver. You know, like even like think about it, like Larry Fitzgerald's getting paid thirteen million this year. Really? Still? Yeah. He gets paid thirteen million every year. He does his one year deal. Yeah, maybe maybe it goes down to twelve. I don't know, but like it's, but you're still talking about like an average of twelve to thirteen million. And meanwhile, the highest paid tight end we're going to get into that is Austin Hooper. He's, that, it's $11 million on average. Wow. Uh, Hunter Henry here is 10.5. Mm. And you think about that's that, there's some v- value that's that that's why uh what's it called Bill Belichick loved tight ends mm-hmm. because you were able to keep the value down because they, they weren't there wasn't a whole bunch of really talented ones so when you had the talented ones you were in a really good position. So is this the reason why Jimmy Graham wanted to change the whole landscape and the league kind of fought against him? With the Saints, remember he wanted he like, didn't have the receiver. leverage. Yeah, he wanted receiver money, but he didn't really get it. He got tight end money. Exactly, and he he was he should have gotten it at the time, but he didn't get it. Yeah, so that was dude. That was all the franchise. It was just tags, everybody. Yeah. That and then after noon today, oh man, tampering period opened. Before the even tampering opened. period opened, there was news because uh, the Packers signed Christian Kirksey. Yeah, uh, starting today, the linebacker of the Browns, and now he's going to be the linebacker of the the Packers. But uh, one of the big deals that caught my eye, mm-hmm. I'm going to start off right with this, is the Eric Armistead uh, deal. Uh, San Fran San gave, yeah. gave Armistead an it's extension. $85 million? $85 million extension, man. How much is guaranteed? Oh, they don't know yet. I, I don't know if the details are out on the guarantees mm-hmm. yet. But then they traded DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. So I think they're probably you – know, and DeForest Buckner – and they traded him to the Colts. The Colts, yeah. And for the a first-rounder. And the Colts just boosted their defensive line again. So this is where like you can't have enough of one of one thing. To this, me, that looks like. I, I mean, this is one of those deals that makes you go like, well, a it was. I think it was a good move on part of the San Fran because yeah. they just first off they only had like one pick in the first like five rounds. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting a top fifteen pick. Mm. That's a big deal. How old is uh, Buckner? Well, he's still on the rookie contract, so I think he was like twenty-five. Really? Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, so that's a good move for the Colts because you got a surefire number, a surefire talent. When they did the trade, they did an extension, so they have him for three years, twenty-one million. Mm, uh, smart Colts. Three years, twenty-one million dollars average on the deal. Sorry, who's he paired with in in the Indy right now? The other interior lineman. Uh well, I know they have uh, Justin Houston still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jabal Sheard is walking in free agency. Um. There was Ben Bonagu. Oh, was that the the guy that they drafted as well? They had a couple of different guys in there. Uh, ha- uh, I know Hankins went to the Raiders after two years ago. Mm-hmm. They have they have a, a good mixture of guys on that that defensive line, but they've never really they haven't had like a star. You know, they had like late stage Justin Houston, who's played really well for yes. them. Yes, but now you have a like a, a, a surefire. Yeah, you have a surefire player there. It's not a good year for pass rushers in this draft. It's not a good year for D Lyman. Like maybe, and by the way, D Lyman take time to develop. Like mm-hmm. they do. You know, like, not everybody could be Nick Bosa. Exactly. Well, also <laughs> he's an edge. Yeah. There, and there's probably one good edge in this class, and that's that's uh, Chase Young, Bosa's former uh, uh, former teammate. Yeah. 
So when you're you're picking in the middle, you're probably going, well, what's the best D lineman I can get for a trade, mm-hmm. and I can just bolster my defense, and that's that's what they got. They said, let's go for DeForest Buckner. We'll trade him our first round pick. There's not a D lineman we want, and we'll draft a, a receiver in the second or third round. Was the receivers is plenty of so. Yeah, there was. There's very little edge presence in this draft, and a very little interior. You know, there's two guys who I like in this draft. But there's still or three guys. I like Jordan Elliott. I like Javon Kinlaw. I like Derek Brown. But I don't think they're going to give you the right away impact that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Buckner's the Forest Buckner's going to give you, especially if they're run, making a run towards a certain quarterback who used to be on the Chargers, or that guy over in New England. That would be the other one, yeah. So if they're making a run for an antique quarterback, I mean an older quarterback. <laughs> Then <laughs> they uh, they might want to make sure it's a win now team and make it like kind of fluffy like oh we got a, a win now team over here you guys might want to come over here we got a great offensive line they have yeah that's what I'm gonna say the Colts offensive line is phenomenal and they you just, have weapons across the board so you have a system there you just need somebody to throw the ball yes yeah, so they just extended uh, Costanzo mm-hmm. they got Quentin Nelson they got Ryan Kelly in the middle I mean that is a good offensive line so very good yeah I, I and now they got the some defensive weapons to kind of help with that too so uh, I like what kind of what San Fran's doing uh you can't keep the whole band together right no. that's just kind of the problem that's, a, that's problem with free agency uh, and that's the problem with being so good is eventually mm-hmm. you don't get to keep everybody because someone's gonna pay for you and are you either gonna take the money or stay home for a cheaper price sometimes you take the money sometimes you stay home Exactly. So let's, let's move on to another team. This team was very, very involved today. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins. Oh, man. Woo. Listen, we're Ryan talking Flores, I know you're going to turn some heads. And you turned some heads last year. Well, I think that was it. I think that's why they had a lot of interest yeah. coming down to Miami. Yeah. Also because Florida has uh, the, the tax yeah, uh, situation. No tax yeah, no no income tax on yeah. that. So it's a, they're, they're, they're making a lot more money going down to Florida. So you have Florida a double Texas, benefit. Right? They have no state income tax, right? There's a few of them that I think uh, that have it. I don't know if it's just Florida and Texas, but that, that those are the big ones that everybody mm-hmm. likes because there are three teams in each of those. Yeah. So um, with – with going to Miami, first off, there's four players that I know of as of this moment. Right, <laughs> we yeah. don't know who else is signing up with them now. But there was Kyle Van Noy, yes. Byron Jones, mm-hmm. Shaq Lawson, mm-hmm. Eric Flowers. One of those t- names feels a little awkward, but uh, the rest of them were great. <laughs> Eric Flowers, uh, he's going to be up there. He's going to be over there as a guard at $10 million a year. Um, I think some of his success came from Brian Callahan. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see if he if he plays well for Miami. Uh, it's it's not that expensive of a deal, a ten million dollar deal. It's a lot if you're paying him to be a guard, a guard right? Yeah. If he's not, if he hasn't been great at guard, but it could end up being a steal eventually. You never know. Well, he played well when he transitioned to guard in Washington, and he he did his thing. So, but we're gonna talk about some guys who got cheaper deals. And they now he's also a young guy. Yes. So we're seeing some development with him now. Maybe that development takes more steps forward as as this, the game has finally slowed down. Now in the fourth or fifth year of the the league, um, again it's a, th- a three year thirty million dollars. They're averaging ten million dollars a year. Is it fully guaranteed? We don't know. No, it's not fully guaranteed. I think it's only like the first year and a half is fully is is guaranteed. Same mm-hmm. thing with Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson, I think, is the first two years guaranteed. Okay, he's another one. Ten million dollars a year for three years. They're going a lot in these like ten million three year deals. Now with Shaq Lawson, he was a very important piece of the Buffalo Bills 
part of that defensive rotation front. So when I look at him going to Miami, he's going to start. He knows already because he was starting it in Buffalo. Well, I think he's going to be the Trey Flowers role on this defense. Okay. Like how Trey Flowers was in uh, New England. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the Trey Flowers, and then Kyle Van Noy is going to be the Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. And then you got Byron Jones is going to be the Stephon Gilmore. Now, Byron Jones, to me, is that one would kind of threw me for a loop because I don't look at Byron Jones – like a shutdown corner per se, but he's versatile. He yeah, he's versatile. He's more of like you're not getting the ball corner. If you get what I'm saying, where he's not gonna get picks, he's not gonna get knockdowns, but he's gonna cover the guy well. Where you're not gonna get the ball to him, so he does his job, but he's not with no flair. Well, keep in behind. mind, this team also has Xavier Howard. Too. Yeah, that too. That's gonna be crazy between yeah. the two of those guys. And they have and Brian Flores knows his coach because he coaches these guys up. And without anything, they made a good run at the end of the season. All the games were competitive. So I'm looking at, at the Dolphins like, you might be the, the division winner coming up next next year or two years between you and Buffalo. you it, and new, Them and New England, those three teams are going to fight for that top seed. The Jets, I'm sorry, you're done. Yeah. You're done. There's, there's yeah, no need. Know. Yeah, I know. You know, there's no. Listen. I'm Once they j- get rid of what's his name. Once they get uh, I, wide eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bright uh, eyes. Yeah, uh, uh, our head coach. But you're done. You're, you're screwed. But those three teams are going to fight for that spot. Because I think now people are seeing that New England charm wearing down. And they're going to make runs. And Miami's got assets. And yes. assets to spare. Yes. So. And they have picks for Wazoo. So now you can trade. you can trade some picks to get some key places now if you wanted to. Yeah, they they got a lot of picks. They got now they've signed a lot of interesting guys yeah. who are on interesting deals too. Like, like, they're not, like you said, that ten ten million dollar. Yeah, a lot of not not very. Well, Byron Jones's deal is very expensive. Mm-hmm. That's Seventeen about, million. Yeah, 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 on on annual so average. So it's that's uh that one's going to be expensive. But you know what? It kind of fits what they want to do. They want good coverage guys. They mm-hmm. want they want to be able to to rush you with the blitz and kind of catch you off guard. You know they're going to get Shaq Lawson. They, they're going to have uh, Christian Wilkins. They have Kyle Van Noy now. You know maybe they get a couple of other guys down there on that D line and bulk it up. Maybe some hog mollies. Maybe get like a nose tackle mm-hmm. and really play the run with those guys, and then have the other guys kind of like push the the pocket and have Van Noy rush. I, I think it's going to be an interesting team to watch. I like all the signing, I, not yeah. all the signings clearly, but it, I at least see where they're going. Like there's mm-hmm. there's clearly a strategy, they right? Direction. That is, they they have a vision that is important. Mm-hmm. And again, they have three picks in the first round this That's year. That's what actually how many picks they have this year because I know they have a slew. They have three picks in the first round, two picks in the second round. They got two picks next year in the first round, two picks in the second round. There you go. They, they got plenty of weaponry to just keep on building up this team to be a, a an annual contender once they figure out their quarterback situation, mm-hmm. uh, whoever that may be. Well, you know, there's a guy in New England who's who's kind of dangling out there. I, I don't know. Saying, I, I don't I'm know about saying, that one. Is it I, New I think they're still a year out from being a true competitive team. I think they will be competitive. Yes. But I don't know. Like, I do not see them being like, I think Brady needs to go to a team that is ready to make it to the playoffs and make a run for it now. Now? And I don't see them being that team. We'll talk um, about it later on. Let's talk about a team that did make it to the playoffs mm-hmm. that been doing a bunch of trades signed one guy but he they also trade away a guy the ravens yes baltimore signed michael brockers mm-hmm. uh, or as agreed to terms 
with Michael Brockers. Because we're in the tampering period. Yeah, you can't just sign people who technically aren't free agents yet. Uh, Packers did with Christian Kirksey because he was released. Yeah, you go. Um, but Michael Brockers, free agent, has agreed to terms with uh, the Ravens. But they also traded Hayden Hurst mm-hmm. uh, to the Falcons for a second-round pick. Well, they traded Hurst because he was a commod- extra commodity they didn't need. They drafted him in the first round a couple years ago. Was they he with the draft with Lamar Jackson too, right? Two yes. years ago. They yeah. drafted him ahead of Lamar Jackson. Exactly. So I'm like, all right. But then you got Mark Andrews, who was a stud for them. They have the, a lot of tight ends yeah. on that roster. So there's no so. need to have Hurst. I have no disrespect to Hurst. You're great. But when you're just expendable, these things happen. And this was an opportunity. It was say, hey, let's get. They were, they were shopping around. They found somebody who needed a tight end. Because the they Falcons. Lost, they lost uh, Hooper. Austin Hooper to yeah. free agency to your team. Yes. Well, that's what we're going to get to next. We're going <laughs> to we're going to get to the the, the Cleveland the Browns. Lovely Browns. The lovely Browns and all their their dealings so far. Um, the last thing I want to talk about. Well, we already talked about Clayus Campbell being traded to them for yes. a fifth round pick. Uh, he went to he went to where? He was from Jacksonville. I think from Jacksonville. I think he got traded to Baltimore. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, I, 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 like I said, they're pick right for that. Yeah, one? Yeah. yeah, everybody's everybody's helping out the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, the Ravens. That's why, like, I, they needed the help. That's why when I look at Des Bryant at the time, you should have went to Baltimore because Baltimore loves getting older players and you know making their, their career stretch a little bit longer, and they do well. And they extend, you know, they extended Clay's Campbell. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna have, he's gonna be an interesting part. You know, their D line is gonna be scary now. Yes, that that D line was not scary last year, and it was still good. Yeah. Now it's it's gonna be. It's going to be kind of scary. It's, yep. it's, a, it's a game of war between like all these teams in the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of AFC North war, uh, <laughs> Cleveland Browns had a couple of deals that they made. We talked yes. a little bit about Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, now he's going to be a Cleveland Brown, averaging $11 million a year. Uh, that was they really front loaded the contract. I think uh, they front loaded the, the two major contracts they did today, mm-hmm. which was Austin Hooper. And Jack Conklin, right yeah. tackle. Which, by the way, yes, they needed a right, they needed a tackle. The funny thing is, they still haven't released Hubbard, mm-hmm. who's the 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 right tackle who they had play last year, who they who was signed under Dorsey. Mm-hmm. So, is he going to be for depth, or do you think they're going to release him? I think they're either going to trade or release him, find somebody okay. else who wants him, maybe for like a, a pick or something, low round pick. I assume. Yeah, maybe like or a pick swap in the draft or something. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so get something out of him, and or they'll release him. Uh, either way, or make him compete. Who knows? Uh, so with him, I, I I don't think that's that big of a deal. I like Conklin, uh, especially because now you, you're rounding out that offensive line. You got Baker some time. You're getting a tight end who's also a good blocking tight end, Austin Hooper. Uh, I was saying before, Again, like with these tight ends, there's almost a market inefficiency for how much tight ends make mm-hmm. because the franchise tag only caps them at about like $10.5 for Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. So Austin Hooper's getting $11 million a year on average. and He's the highest paid now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next. That's why I want to ask you. Like, so what do you think they're going to do on Joku? Is he gonna He's going like, to be – well, they run a lot of two tight end. That's what – Stefanski's offense had a lot of two tight end sets. So they're going to do what they did in New England when they had uh, exactly. Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. Or what they did in Minnesota with Irv, uh, Irv Smith, Smith and, and uh, Kyle Rudolph. And Kyle Rudolph was questionable to walk too, right, or to cut him. Well, that was what they were saying, and then they kept him, and I think they restructured his deal last year. Okay. But they kept him, and then it ended up being a great thing because he ended up winning them a game in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> there so. you go. But that, that – there's something to the two tight end set that it kind of it's it, it lets you dictate the the offense. It mm-hmm. lets you dictate 
it lets you dictate the defense. It lets you, you know, hey, we're running two tight end sets. Now your guys got to compete with our, you know, you guys are going to be running up against their linebackers. Plus their receiving core is pretty good too. Yep. You got Odell and Jarvis, but both of them have dealt with injuries recently. So mm -hmm. you have some backup plans now. Like you saw it with uh, the, a lot of what the Browns are doing, you're going to see them kind of mock what the, the Philadelphia Eagles had done previously. With two tight end sets? Two two tight ends, maybe even three tight end sets. Mm -hmm. Um. But also with the third signing they did today, they signed Case Keenum. Yes. And I was saying that I tweeted this out earlier. I think Case Keenum might end up being the Nick Foles of Cleveland. Yeah. Like you might end up seeing Baker Mayfield go down in the playoffs and then Case Keenum walks in and gets into the Super Bowl. <laughs> which would be insane, but I can totally picture this ending up happening. And then everybody's gonna be pissed in two years when they trade Case Keenum for like a third round pick and they keep Baker. But it's gonna happen. No. Telling you guys it's gonna happen. I think the the Case Keenum deal was a good deal because a, you're going to hold Baker accountable now because you can't play around anymore. Well, I don't even think it's about holding him accountable. I think, oh, A, just, it's getting a guy in there who can compete, who can too. play. Push him. Yeah, he's going to well, who can push him, but also knows the playbook. Like, he, he knows Kevin Stefanski. He has a relationship with the head coach already. Mm -hmm. He he kind of has an idea of that offense. He, Is that the same offense? Uh, oh, my God. Kubiak. Kubiak, yeah. Kubiak, McVay. Was there yeah, so. With them, yeah. So all these guys, like he, they're uh, all, all these uh, what's it called? I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> I did, like a weird tongue thing. Because a, a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so they like you know again like they like using the the two tight end. Okay. So I was on my Case Keenum. Yes. Again, it's a, a situation I think a lot like the Eagles, mm -hmm. where you have a good backup like Nick Foles, who mm -hmm. might be able to win you a few games if your starter goes down, mm -hmm. who also happens to know the offense, who has a relationship with the coach, who can help the, the starter get prepped and get ready to be the starter. You know, mm -hmm. 10 years in the league, some experience with the offense, um, and a very similar style quarterback where, again, if you're playing them in a game and you know, one guy goes down, you have a guy who could step right in and still win you the game. Mm -hmm. And it, the deal is relative. Like, I, I know people have looked at it and they go, well, it's $6 million on uh, on average per year. It's a three-year deal. I don't see him making it to the end of that contract. I think the game plan here is to trade him at the end of the contract and get picks for him. Who, for Casey Keenum? Yeah. Like, because, okay. he, you know, $6 Wait, million. Is he like 32 years old, though? Or 31? How old is Casey Keenum? Uh, it might be 30 at this point. Maybe he's 31. But uh, even still, like, you know, you're talking about, like, 32, 33. That's still start. You know, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick's much older. <laughs> you know, eventually you're going to have a team that needs a bridge quarterback, and you're going to be, and the Browns are going to be like, wait a second, we got one of those just sitting on the back of our roster. You want him? We can give it to you. Yeah, exactly. So it gives you that opportunity to say, like, hey, we have this backup plan. Mm -hmm. If Baker doesn't work out, if, this, if an injury happens to Baker, if a catastrophic injury happens, mm -hmm. you have a three-year backup plan who might not even be there for the full three years, you might trade him next year uh, pending, you know, hey, another team needs, like, uh, again, a stopgap player. Mm -hmm. Or say a team, you know, remember a few years ago, Bradford got traded for a first-round pick. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, from the Eagles to the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings yeah. Sam Bradford, by the way. That's the guy who's hustled out the NFL for Ooh, years. <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. He just seems to keep getting paid every year. I don't understand why teams keep paying him. So right before we started doing this podcast, uh, I, so much information came out. But mm -hmm. one big deal that came up were the Raiders, right? Yes. Uh, Marcus Mariota 
has agreed to terms with the with the Oakland Raiders. Because you you told me that one, and he, I was like, really? Yes. And I had to look it up. I was like, well, he's going to the Raiders, so I'm looking. Okay, Derek Carr. He might. Yeah, he might, Mariota, he might marry He might marry He might Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr. He yeah. might do exactly what Mariota did to him, which is a very big possibility. Derek Carr has been kind of stagnant on the Raiders. He hasn't mm -hmm. been challenged. Uh, Mariota would be a good fit in that locker room. Mike Mack loved him coming out uh, in the draft. He's a very good leader. He very you know players love him. Uh, he's been injured a lot. So this again, it's a very similar situation to him and Tannehill. You're gonna get him. You know he's gonna get to be on the the West Coast. He's gonna be closer to his father. Mm -hmm. uh, another uh, friend of the uh, you know another guy who's been on the podcast consistently as stated like you know he's had some family issues his father's been relatively ill mm -hmm. so you know that gets him closer to, to being home. being near home is being in vegas and again like you know you have a team that maybe he could fit exactly what they're looking for it's weird because this is the first like free agent quarterback domino to fall and i thought he would be one of the last ones to fall i thought rivers would be the first one to fall yeah well or, or brady still, yeah well, well, listen there's two guys out there still waiting you know they're still searching. So you got you got Mariota over there. You also they signed Kwiatkowski, who's uh, the linebacker. Nick Kwiatkowski of the Bears. They signed him to a relatively cheap deal. Did they just cut a uh, linebacker? The Raiders. They did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think the idea here is a they're upgrading, but b I think what what's going to happen here is that you know the linebacker market's about to take a spike, right? You got Corey Littleton out there, mm -hmm. who I think they were still rumored to be in interested into Corey Littleton, but his deal's going to be big. He's going to probably be a fourteen or fifteen million dollar linebacker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So between uh, Corey Littleton being out there and Joe Schobert. You know, a lot of these teams went after the the discount guys first, mm -hmm. which was actually kind of shocking, right? It's you would think they were going to go after the big ticket guys, but the guys who got swept up off the market were the guys who went for the cheaper contracts. Mm -hmm. One of the things I forgot to mention, we were talking about the Browns. Uh, the deal for Jack Conklin was relatively cheap; it's only about fourteen million a year, but a lot of it's front loaded. It's mm. twenty million dollars in the first year, guaranteed. Really? Yes, thirty million dollars guaranteed. So you're talking about like. He's going to be back on the market at 28 years old, or he's going to be able to at least renegotiate his deal in two years. Wow. So, yeah, you're talking about – or they can trade him or they've developed somebody behind him. So and put him in a spot. So this is a – I think there's a, a strategy to these three-year deals. You're saying, hey, we'll give you less money, but you get to be back out on the market sooner, which now, is, I think, the strategy with those three-year deals. And plus, then you get a comp pick for when they walk. Do you think that Tennessee – could have been able to match that deal, or were they cash strapped too as well for Conklin, or did Conklin just want to get the heck up out of there? Well, they, they it wasn't like they had the opportunity to match him at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I guess they could technically still match it. They, you know, it's still technically not free agency; it's tampering mm -hmm. period. So, with the news of the deal, they could go with him and say, "Hey, do you really want to be back? Here's the same deal." But I think they're a little more cash strapped than than uh, I than the. Like I think that might be a little hard to follow through with that twenty million dollars in that first year mm -hmm. kind of deal, which is that's a lot. Twenty million dollars in the first year of a deal, but because the Browns have a lot of uh, rollover cap, mm -hmm. they can do it. So, the and you know the owner's not afraid of spending money. I mean, I think he's paying like seventeen coaches to be head coaches <laughs> on the Browns. Yeah, those deals are guaranteed, folks. So I think he's still paying half of them. He doesn't care. Don't, don't care. You got all the money, man. He's just like throwing it. Do, do, do. You get paid. You can be a coach. You can be a coach. You all could be coaches. So, yeah, that was uh, that was the one, one of the big things that happened before we got on. And now let's talk about the other big one. 
Are you going to go there now? Let's go to Stephon Diggs. Okay, Stephon Diggs. Diggs is going to the, uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. The Bills gave up a hefty price for him. They did. They gave up a first, a fourth, a fifth, and 2021's fourth-round pick, right? Yeah, it's a... Uh, what is it? Yeah, right here. Uh, a first, a fifth, a sixth, Six. and a 2021 20, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the Bills get a guy that can stretch the field. They get a they get a good receiver. I, I was shocked that they were the ones who spent it. I thought it was going to be the Patriots. Really? I really thought because the Patriots need a receiver. They need a real receiver. They need a guy who's not Edelman. They need somebody who's not just like oh the slot guy who's like who's kind of a quarterback technically who used to be a quarterback. They got Nikhil Harry. I guess they're going to wait till he flourishes or whatever. I, yeah, the the yeah, I'm sure that's going to work out so well for him. <laughs> and you got Philip Dorsett still, New England. Okay, you know. You don't really need Dorsett, him the guy who ran four three three, and still doesn't run. Doesn't look like he runs that fast <laughs> ever on the field. Like he just never gets any separation. He did have Benjamin ever. Watson, but he retired. Yeah, ninety two year old tight ends. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know their old tight end Gronk went ahead and just decided to sign up with the WWE. WWE yes. So, so I, I think this is a, a good deal I, for I, both it, teams. It is because Diggs wanted to get out of Minnesota. He was tired of it. And Minnesota needs to rebuild. We talked about it before. They're cash they, strapped. They're cash strapped. They have three guys who are gone. They have a bunch of guys who are gone in yeah. free agency. They they lost. Uh, um, they cut Rhodes. Mm-hmm. They Everson Griffin opted out of his contract. Yes. Linval Joseph, we already talked about. But they also are, lost Trey Waynes. Mm-hmm. They're losing uh, their their uh, the the slot corner that was there too. Uh, not Captain Munerland, the guy who replaced Captain Munerland. Uh, but they they lost. They're losing a bunch of cornerbacks. So basically, it, you know, when we were talking before about the franchise tagging Harris, it was like the, yeah, good thing because they don't have anybody left. Mm. So trading away Stephon Diggs, you get an extra first round pick now. Yes. You got a couple of fifth round, you know, fourth and fifth round picks. The Bills paid for the price, but you do have a quality player. Yeah, and he's a, he's going to be the surefire number one. Now you have. There's one big problem. What's the big problem? You got Josh Allen throwing you the ball. But Josh Allen got a big arm. Let, let the ball go. You have a guy who can get the ball now for them. Uh, yeah, except it's like if you, uh, having a big arm is not great when you can't accurately throw it. <laughs> right? Like, that's a problem. Listen, be careful. I got guys in my group chat. I might beat you up for that now. <laughs> I forget. We, we have Bills fans. Yes, there's some Bills uh, fans. But it's a good deal. Because, I, I, like I said, Diggs oh, no, it out. 100% love the deal. And yeah. honestly, like, I think that that – I like Diggs. I like all the players that the Bills have that yeah. aren't Josh Allen. <laughs> So maybe they could trade Josh Allen for Josh Allen, and they have Josh Allen. I don't know. There's all the Josh Allens in the league. There's a lot of Josh Allens in the league. Yes, there is. Now, with the Bills and the Diggs deal, that deal, who else do they have for receivers locked in? John Brown, Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. um, the tight Seth end, Roberts. What's the tight end's name again? Oh, Dawson Knox. Yeah, Dawson. I, I like, like Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah, Knox I think he good. might take that step forward. He yeah. might be like that. Because he was doing he was doing numbers last year for them. So they they're they're going the right way. The Buffalo. yeah, they got Devin Singletary at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like they weren't going to get the the receivers that were in this draft that mm-hmm. are going to be good like the ones that you the three like blue chip guys that you like think CD like lamb yeah there's three guys like don't get me wrong it's a deep receiver class yes there but is. the top three guys are just a different echelon mm-hmm. it is cd lamb it is henry ruggs mm-hmm. and it is jerry judy whichever order you want to put them in uh i will probably not dispute you because everybody probably has their own reasons for why they put them in those orders but those three guys I studs. don't. They're studs. I don't think any of those three are falling to twenty-two. No, they'll be gone by the, by fifteen. Yeah. So getting rid of your first-round pick to get a guy who's 
a legit probably one, one. Yeah, probably one of the top five route runners in the NFL. Now, honestly, I think the Vikings now have to take a receiver. Yeah, that's that's almost yeah. a guarantee. Yeah, they're gonna take a receiver in the second round or third. They're gonna have to take one because you you lost Diggs. And that's the thing I always said. I don't believe in trade away talent, you know. But sometimes things happen and you have to make the deal. And I can see why they did it. But if I'm an owner, if I was an owner for the, I'm, no, no, you're staying because he, they're too good. You have Thielen, you have Diggs, you have a a, a, a number, a, a great wide receiver tandem right there. But not no more. So we'll see. But now Buffalo gets a primary number one because they didn't have one before. And oh, hold on. I also have one big deal about the Bills. What? They signed AJ Klein, linebacker yeah, from yeah, the Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to, I was like, that was yeah. the throwaway one. Keep on going. I'm sorry about interrupting you. On defensive side, they're good. Buffalo is a really good team. They mold up their head coach pretty well, and they're going to make some noise because between Buffalo and Miami, I'm t- New England fans, you got to be nervous because they're, they're coming. These teams that you've been stomping for years are coming for your head. Good luck. It's true. You know, once one of those two teams gets a quarterback, yeah. they'll actually be dangerous. <laughs> Listen, Miami. Miami might get a quarterback. Miami might have a quarterback on that roster. Like yeah. Fitzpatrick sometimes plays pretty well. They Listen, also they, got uh, that Josh Rosen kid. Yeah. And they might draft Tua. They could, but you know, there's a guy, who, like I said, who's from New England. He, he's kind of looking for a team right now. Who knows? You don't I, know. I think they're more. I think they're better off getting a guy in the draft because they're still going to have rollover cap. They're going to go into next year with a, probably a hundred million dollars still in cap space and mm-hmm. be able to sign more guys. Mm-hmm. So when you know, I think next year's their year. Next year's going to be Miami's year. This year's going to be the year where you're seeing like, okay, this is where they need to bulk up. This is where they need to fix it. But Miami still has another year left. Um, the Bills, I think, are at least con- are a perennial playoff team. Yeah. 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 Um, I was so, shocked they didn't re-sign Shaq Lawson, but to be yeah. honest, I think to them, $10 million a year was a little rich. Because, he's, like I said, he's a rotational player. I'm not giving a rotational player $10 million. So he was a commodity that they can get rid of. They're going to dra- they're gonna either draft somebody high in the first round for a defense and get a receiver in the second round, or they might go vice versa. Who knows? But they have depth at that position. I have a question. Do you believe in losers in free agency? Yes. You do? Yes. Now, do you think of it strictly as the team that overpays for somebody who they probably shouldn't pay for? Yes. Or there's a person that gets sent to some place. I'm like, what did you? What are you doing? That's what I call losers. But yeah, there's some losers for teams that. Overpay I think there's players. already a big loser in free agency. This well, I'm year. not gonna. If you go there, I'll let. No, no, no. I think you have a different one. I have. Okay. I have a different one than you right okay, now. Go ahead. Because it's, it's next on my list. I think the Lions. Yes, they, yes. Okay, so there's one player they signed I don't mind, and there's one player they signed I kind of go, like, didn't you just have a guy who was better than that on your roster? There you go. Go ahead. Uh, they The Lions just signed Jamie Collins. Kind of like Jamie Collins. I think he fits <sighs> what they want to do. Uh, they have familiarity with him. See, with Jamie, see, that's the Matt thing. Matt Patricia knows that, you know, it, I, I, it's not the same thing as when he was out in the Browns. This mm-hmm. is like one of those things we kind of saw coming. I can see him fitting in Matt Patricia's defense. So I'm not, and, and the deal's not that expensive. I think it's okay. a $10 million a year deal. Again, it's another, these linebacker deals are all over the place. I'm just, it's very hard to keep track of. Like with, you know, all the ones we've said so far, they're not big money deals. No. There hasn't been a big money linebacker deal yet. Uh, so Jamie Collins, I don't mind. They cut Ricky Wagner. They had Graham Glasgow walk in free agency. And mm-hmm. then they signed Haloti Vitae, who was the backup tackle on the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but... You like, already had somebody there. Like, 
and then you paid them more. You paid yeah. them an average of $10 million a year. It's a five-year deal on an average of $10 million a year. It's $50 million? That's not worth the contract? Really? Yes. Wow. Five years, $50 million. Now, maybe be it's good. not all guaranteed. It's probably not all guaranteed. So, nice question now. Does this move let you know what their plans are for Matt Stafford? I don't think so. Like, well, I honestly think Matt Stafford's staying. Like, I'm not mm. one of those people who thinks they're getting rid of Matt Stafford. You think they're going to draft Tua? At that mm. top spot? I think they've been trying to pump up the price so they could trade down, get some picks, mm -hmm. and be able to draft extra players this year in the draft and you know, and and get to stock up on spots that they need stocking up on. Mm -hmm. I think they're you know, their their best draft would be able to be trade down and still be able to get Jeffrey Okuda or, or Isaiah Simmons. Okay. I think that'd be their best draft. And keeping Slay. I know they miss. You know, I think there was rumors of them going after Byron Jones. Mm -hmm. That didn't. That didn't happen. Well, Miami came and swooped that out the water. Everybody was rumored to go after Byron Jones. I think the Jets were rumored. The uh, every Jets have signed. Uh, Jets have signed one guy so far in free or have agreed to terms with one guy oh. in free agency, and it's Fant, the tackle from Seattle. <laughs> so, well. You know, but I honestly think, but not for nothing, not doing something early on in free agency is is a good way not to lose free agency. Okay. So I think Lions, on the other hand, signing a fifty million dollar deal with a tackle who's was been a backup. A, yeah, who hasn't been starting consistently. Now, listen, that deal can end up outplaying itself, right? If okay. he ends up being a good lineman for them, if you said, I yeah, said if. Then you know what, and depends also what position he plays on that offensive line, mm -hmm. right? They got Taylor Decker. Uh, they got Frank Ragnow, you know, now you have Haloti Vitae, you know, maybe you fill out the other two spots on the, the offensive line, either, you know, somebody who's already on the roster or in the draft, you know what, maybe, you know, like Tyrell Crosby, who's on their team. So, uh, maybe they do have an offensive line that's formidable there, but seeing the guys that have left and then seeing the guy that they pulled in. If he play out, if he plays well, he's outplaying his contract. It's okay. a good gamble contract, and I think you know when we get details on the deal, we'll probably see that it's not overly guaranteed. They mm -hmm. might probably be able to get out of it relatively early. So, I just I'm not a huge fan of it. Well, you know it's funny that you said about losers. I've never been a fan with teams taking New England Patriots players in the free agency pool because it never always never pans out for some reason. They will they do wonders in New England, they leave. And then they're just back to being bums. And they go back to New England and they're fabulous. So when I look at Jimmy Collins, I'm like, okay, you went to Cleveland. You did okay, but you weren't the man. You went back to New England, was almost defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to go to the, the, the Detroit Lions. I'm like, okay, Patricia's familiar with you, who you are. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll see. I'd, I've never been a person to give New England players the shot outside New England, especially if you flourish in New England because it never, never goes well. Look at Chris Hogan. I see. I give them the opportunity. Well, Chris Hogan played okay when he was on the Bills, but yeah, but then he went. To New and England. he was you know, when he got out of New England, he went to the Panthers. He was like thirty something. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he's ready to start like retiring basically from the NFL. <laughs> I mean, he was ready to retire from the NFL before he was even in New England. So I, I, I make fun of old players all the time, and it's just uh, it, it's going to be the shtick for this whole series. No matter how many times you watch, it makes sense. All the old people are one hundred and ninety-two, and all the young guys are twelve. What's going on? But uh, yeah, so uh, Collins, I, I give I, I give players that are going to other uh, other former New England coaches, a maybe on oh maybe they could flourish there mm -hmm. because again it's a former 
former New England coach, somebody who they have familiarity with. Yes. So at least maybe they know how to get the best out of the player. Keyword, maybe. Uh, one of the things with the Lions, though, the guys who walked away, the Packers, like, you know, their they're division rivals signed Ricky Wagner yeah. for, like, half of what they would probably have to sign Bulaga for, who's now going to walk in free agency. No, that's the one that was like, Bulaga's about to walk. I was like, whoa, because Bulaga was a main staple on the offensive line. Granted, he had injuries along the way, but he was a he was a man. So I'm like, okay, are you gonna rest- are they gonna go back and get him? Are they just gonna let him walk? Like, what's gonna go on with that? What do you think with that one? Oh, Packers are letting him walk at this point. Okay. And honestly, I think it's, it helps the comp pick formula, right? They let him walk, and they sign two guys who are cut. Mm-hmm. So those guys don't count against the comp pick formula. Mm-hmm. So whoever signs Bulaga to say like a ten million dollar a year deal. Well, they're going to get a fourth or a third rounder out of, you know, whoever pays him a bunch of money, they're going to get a pick out of it. Okay. Yeah, you know, I could see the Jets trying to do it because they probably need a right tackle at some they point. They need the line bad. Yeah, so he's going to go to a team that's going to pay him some money. How old is Bulaga? 31. Okay. So, yeah, on the older two, end. year old deal, probably. Yeah, and he'll, and he'll last throughout the deal, I yeah. think, and then he'll probably retire at the end of it. Yeah. So... Uh, and then the Broncos signed Graham Glasgow, who is the the center guard that left uh, the Lions. Honestly, don't think it's an upgrade to Connor McGovern, but that's just my opinion. I mm-hmm. think it depends on the scheme you're running, though. Honestly, I think you know uh, Connor McGovern might be a little bit you know, lighter, little, maybe not as good in the run game, but my, uh, has been a decent pass protector, solid center. Um, I I, I kind of want to see where he lands. It's a guy who I peg for the Jets to go after still because mm-hmm. the Jets haven't gone after anybody. Because they, well, which honestly is a good way to to win. Like I was saying, good free agency wins are when you you wait out the game. Mm-hmm. So and then you go pick up whatever's left out. Yep. Okay. Uh, one corner. We already talked about Byron Jones. There's another corner who got signed. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury. Which I. I Carolina Carolina Panthers corner, who oh. is now uh, with his former GM who drafted him, Dave Gettleman, in New York. Another CYOB? Cover your, what? Cover your own butt? Cover your own butt. I, I think it's more along the lines of him going for guys he's familiar with. So, oh, you know, he did, you know, he drafted him. He did well after he drafted him. It's it's kind of going after your own guys. We mm-hmm. see it with GMs all the time. They like their guys. They drafted. They get to know them. And they see them play well, and they go, "Listen, I did well with that guy. I'm going to bring him in here and make him make me look good." Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, Giants need coverage guys. I, you know, I was a little, yeah, they I don't need know. more than coverage guys. <laughs> they need everything. Everything, yes. Um, Jimmy Graham, previously released by the Packers, now he's in Chicago. Now he's in Chicago. Nine million dollar deal. Eh. I, I don't see it really doing I, I, anything for anybody. No, that's just just money just being thrown out the wall for me. Um, Jimmy Graham is he doesn't like to block. He's basically going to be a receiver. He's them. also going to be a slow receiver. Yeah, he's so. going to be just a slow tight end who just kind of <laughs> lost. You know, his thing was he could block out the sun. He was able to out jump <laughs> everybody. And guess what? He can't jump anymore. No, he don't have the hops. I don't know if that. I, I th- he's not a bunny. He's a. Uh, He's an old man. He's the old bunny now. Yeah. He's got a crutch and everything. He's so yeah. He's just not. He's. Uh, I don't look at him as that guy again. No, he lost that know. step like three years ago. He yeah. tore. Listen, he tore his patella tendon. He 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 was he was lucky. He came back for a year. He's been playing three years since then. I, I just don't think he's he's not staying anymore. I think it's his staying power is gone. Didn't Chicago sign a quarterback recently too? No, they were rumored to be tied to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh-huh. 
then there's rumors to them being tied to Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Yeah, I think it was Andy Dalton. I think they're trying to go after. Well, now it's and now that's the rumors, Andy Dalton. But previously, I think the day started out with Teddy Bridgewater, and it's ending with either Nick Foles or Andy Dalton. Where's Teddy at? He's still floating out there. He's still floating. He's still okay. out there. As far as when we're recording the podcast, it yes. could totally change. It could have changed just now because my phone's been going off off the hook. Right. So. Um, one of the guys that we had mentioned before with the franchise tag, Shaq Barrett. Yeah. He gets another teammate back. He gets JPP back. Ooh. That's yeah. Man, that was that's a good pass rush duo, man. Indeed, I, it is. I and he's coming back for a two-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal. Pass rushers, you know, they lose a little bit of a step as they get older, but not as quickly. They they tend to last longer. Yeah. Like in the pass rush versus coverage debate, the one thing I'll say is that pass rush, at least, you know, it's predictable. Yeah. So and they tend to last a little bit longer. Usually, guys like Cameron guys, Wake and JPP. But, yeah, the coverage guys. It's a cliff. You don't even see it. It's Woo! That's the problem. You can't see it. Look, look at Xavier Woods. Uh, uh, Xavier Rhodes. Uh, Darrell Revis was doing great, and then just woo! It happens unless they want to transition to safety, but most corners don't want to do that anymore. And uh, and so, listen. I think it's good. Todd Bowles gets two pass rushers. Mm -hmm. He didn't have any when he was in uh, when he was on the Jets. I, I think he barely had any when he was in uh. Ouch. When he was with Arizona. Way to stick it to me, huh? Sorry. <laughs> now with... Cooper staying put. Amari Cooper? Oh, no, yeah, everybody was talking we, 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 we know that already with, with that deal with Amari Cooper. But um, when I look at Todd Bowles, he's going to do wonders with that that squad. And that's a, that to me is scary, the Bucks, defensive-wise, because they get after it. And you got Devin White back there, who's men in the fort. They're, they're good on both sides of the balls. They just need a quarterback. So there's a guy who's in New England. Well, there's a guy that they can't there. all sign the guy in New England. I'm just saying. Team. There's a guy in, in New England. England. Yes, that's, yes, there that's, is. That's, he's, he wants someplace to Only go. Only one team gets that guy. And there's a, also, if you don't get him, there's a guy that was, you know, part of the Chargers. He's a little gunslinger shy, but hey. Well, I heard the Bucks were really interested in Tom Brady. Hey, listen. I, what can I say? You already had the pieces there. But did they move OJ? How are you? They're not moving him yet. Oh, you don't know. I have not seen anything with them uh, getting OJ Howard. Okay. I did just see right now the Texans have signed Randall Cobb to a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar contract. But I thought they were cash strapped too. No, they had a little bit more money. Okay. And then you think about it, they get you know they're losing Hopkins have... and they're getting uh, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a good trade off. Randall we'll, Cobb and we're not uh, Hopkins. We're gonna get there just yet. We'll we'll get there later on. But ugh. ugh. Oh, that's right. We haven't gone over that no, yet. No, no. We'll that's why that. I was like, do we have any other ones that we have to go over? We don't even have to worry about that. We haven't gone into the biggest deal yeah. of the day. We're not, yeah, the yeah. one that blew everybody's mind. When, when, the one that made me get up like, are you kidding me? Wow. There's one team left, and then we'll get into yeah. the, the Houston Texans. But, yeah, so with the Bucks, if they can get the good quarterback, because I thought they would have gone after Mariota, too. I would have thought that, you know, he would have tried to diss him on Mariota. But well, there was no. rumors with them with uh, – with Philip Rivers, mm -hmm. and now I think the thing is, I think Rivers is really tied to the Colts mm -hmm. um, because you know Frank Reich was his former coach, so he's got ties with Frank Reich, and I think that that's a really good fit for yeah. him. Um, he does. I don't think he would fit well in an Arians offense. Uh, you need a guy who could push the ball down the field. That's why I also don't think that really Brady fits very well in that offense either. I honestly don't know who. Honestly, Mariota would have been probably the best of the guys yeah, left if you're not re-signing Jameis, unless you want to get Teddy Bridgewater. Well, I, that was the big rumor was that Teddy Bridgewater 
was the guy they had on the back burner. It was the guy who th- is their backup plan is to go after Teddy Bridgewater we'll if they don't get Brady, if they don't you know get one of the guys that they're really looking for. Because you got receive, we got some dogs receivers. They got great receivers. Go, let that ball go, and you got good tight ends. And they got a good defense. They got great tight ends. The it's, running back. It's time. Yeah. It is time for this team to take that step forward. It is the running back. It's I now mean, or never. Well, the running back. Running back for me is like this. Eh. Yeah, but a good draft for running backs. Yeah, Such go. a good draft for running backs. Yeah. Like, so. I have said it a thousand times. There's about five, six, seven guys deep in this draft that you're going to get in the second, third, fourth round that you're mm-hmm. going to be happy that you got, whether it's J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift or uh, Clyde Edward Lair or Zach Moss. There's just so many good running backs in this draft. So mm-hmm. that is something I'm not worried about. Teams needing running back, or you could trade for a running back. I hear the Browns have two of them that are really good. They did tender a second round tenure on Kareem Hunt. So yes, yeah, so I'm thinking they're probably looking to trade him. Yeah, because uh, you know, like uh, they could always use an extra pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? If you want to get Kareem Hunt, we don't mind the pick, and we'll go forward taking a dr- uh, a shot on a guy in the draft. Like I said, <laughs> it's a deep draft. Second round pick that I kind of, this is kind of steep for me. Well, that's the tender, so that's your that's your negotiating spot. Is hey, we get, you know second round pick. What are you really asking for the guy? What about a third rounder? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they would mind giving him up for a third rounder. Yeah. Um. One last team before we get on to the 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 crazy deals of the the craziest deal of the day. Yes. Um. Seattle, real quick. Uh. Resigned a couple of their own. They tendered Jacob Hollister mm-hmm. for a second round pick. And they re-signed Jaron Reed to tackle, who actually, at the end of this deal, will still be 29 years old and be able to get back on the free market, man. Mm. That's a great deal. Yeah. To go so, back and, you know, yes. get some more, your more your money. Seattle was a quick one. Uh, actually, they were one of the rumored ones to get uh, Stephon Diggs. Really? And they didn't pull it off? I don't think they wanted to trade a first-rounder. Or Bills outbid them. That's so wait, what happens who, sometimes. Who do they have right now? Because I know Seattle is kind of stacked at receiver. Tyler Lockett yeah. and DK Metcalf. Didn't he get somebody else recently too? Don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I don't look back. I gotta look back. I don't think they dra- I don't think I've signed anybody recently. But uh, they yeah, had. They get so- oh, no, it was uh, Greg Olson. Oh yes, the tight that's end. Yeah. The tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna get him. So because he was cut. Yes. You ready? Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. This is, so you guys, you guys probably heard the deal, right? You you can. This is this is your favorite deal of the day. I woke up this afternoon from my my glorious nap because you know. I have no gym to go to because of that COVID-19. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then I looked at my phone. And what did I see on my phone from Adam Shefty? The Houston Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins. And I said, what? For who? Who might that be? Arizona Cardinals' David Johnson. David Johnson. Ooh, 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 ooh. The same David Johnson that got replaced by Kenyon Drake for Miami. Yes. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, Arizona <laughs> did throw in a kicker here. They, well, no, they didn't throw in a kicker. That would have actually probably been useful. They threw in a second-round pick, which I've heard the Bucks have used on a kicker before. But but the same David Johnson that was hurt ever since Bruce Iron was there hasn't been right since then. And you got him for DeAndre Hopkins. Now – DeAndre Hopkins is a baller, okay? He's a baller. The man's going to be a, a, a Hall of Famer by the time his career is, I think, personally. Yes. He is a baller. The man's played with five different quarterbacks. Five. Has made pro balls with five different quarterbacks. And you traded him away for David Johnson. 
Now and a second rounder. And a second rounder. You know my saying, Walter. I've always said it, and I will say it again. You don't trade around talent. Texans. Don't give up on great players, everybody. What are you doing? What are you? Why did you give Bill O'Brien the power that you gave him? Doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's the dumbest move I've heard in a while. I've heard some dumb moves. I've heard a lot of dumb moves. This by far is the silliest move I've heard. You're going to put Deshaun Watson in trouble. Kenny Stills is okay. Will Fuller gets too hurt. He's okay. They're not DeAndre Hopkins. I, do you see a DeAndre Hopkins on that squad? Do you see a DeAndre Hopkins in the in the? In, is that in well? The they draft? do have Kiki Cutie and that Darren Fells guy. Are they DeAndre Hopkins? Probably Walter? not. No, no, they're not DeAndre Hopkins. What are well, you doing? What about David Johnson? DeAndre uh, David Johnson's not That's, DeAndre Hopkins either. <laughs> fantasy why? I, listen, <laughs> this is not fantasy football here, where you need a receiver quick on a pie to get around. This is not that. Texans, if I'm your fans, if I'm season ticket holders, I'm going to call them right now. Get I'm a GM. Get, I'm I'm canceling my season tickets. If I'm you, got cancel because he's going to ruin you guys. Deshaun Watson, look, boy, listen. <laughs> if you could, you should get on your knees, right at Bill O'Brien at his knees and kiss his feet and say, "Listen." But wait, wait, wait! Didn't they just sign Randall Cobb? I think they're all fine now. Get on your knees <laughs> and kiss. This man's feet and say, please bring him back because it doesn't make any sense. It's a horrible move. You're going to step backwards right with this move right here. All right. All right. I, I totally 100% agree with you. Devil's advocate. Can you run a fun offense with without Hopkins with all the players that they're going to have now? Plus, now an extra second round pick. No. Because you're going to have David Johnson, Duke Johnson. You have Johnson and Johnson. Yes. And which, you still which have is actually, Carlos I think, the, the other team, that the, the Jets owners. And you still have Carlos Hyde. But no, no, he's walking. He's free. walking? Yeah. Okay, but, but still, they're not DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. But now you're going to have Randall Cobb. You're going to have Kenny Stills. <laughs> you're going to have Kiki Cutie. You're making and this a joke. It's not funny. I'm not a Texas fan. I'm actually sad because, you know, like, for example, Santa Sharp says this often. Even like, Stephen A. Smith I'm says I'm excited it. for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Right? Like, imagine this. They're going to have Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. You know who the, who could use DeAndre Hopkins? Anybody. Anybody can use DeAndre Hopkins right now. Anybody. And Christian use, Kirk. They're going to have Christian Kirk, Kirk kid. Uh, can use him. But like oh, I and said, they also have that, uh, who's the running back, too? Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Kirk. Yeah, so you have solid and Arizona. Arizona set. Arizona basically walked up to them and said, you know, uh, give me a million dollars. I'll give you five dollars. Like, okay. No problem. And just said, okay, bye. Oh, and they still have a top 10 pick. Everybody. Yes. So, like, I'm like, they didn't even trade a first rounder no. for it. They got a top no. 10 pick. You let it go a second rounder and you and for DeAndre Hopkins and David Johnson? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? This can't be real. This was supposed, <laughs> supposed to be fake. When I heard this, I, I dropped my phone. I had to be said it like five times. This is you real. know it's bad when everybody's saying it's bad. What I mean, everybody, every, all your friends, all the ESPN's experts, all the Yahoo experts, all the pro football focus, everybody's like, this is a horrible move. Because DeAndre Hopkins, to me, is like deodorant, okay? And you're walking around, you stink, and you have deodorant and all, it masks your odor. That's what DeAndre Hopkins, he's your deodorant, he masks your odor. And you let him go for David Johnson. I, 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 I just don't get it. In a second round pick. I, I don't I Walter I need you to help me understand how does this equate 
because I this knew. Is, no, this is a horrible. This is a horrible idea. I 100% agree with you. The Texans, you know, like, listen, Bill O'Brien has been kind of like the crazy man at the helm. Right? Yes. Uh, you don't give that guy that much power. You don't do that. You don't have a coach being a GM unless you're New England. Then that that you know that makes sense. But he's not Bill Belichick. Like I look at the, I know the owner died, right? The original yes. owner, he died. The son takes control. Please, son, do Take us a control. favor. Take control. Go there. Take it hire, away from Uncle Billy. Hire a GM because you're gonna ruin yourself. You're gonna ruin Deshaun Watson too. He's gonna get hurt badly. He's gonna get picked out the wazoo. There's not a number one there to help him stretch the field. It's gonna, it's horrible because I don't look at Texans like okay. Their second and third guys are like a one A one B to Hopkins. Hopkins is like the ultimate one. One, there's no one B one one B one C one D. There's nothing there. It's just bad. It's really bad, bad all around. It is really horrible. Like I know I'm venting right now and I'm getting upset because I'm not. I'm not a fan. Well, I think they're they're probably going to go after a receiver in this draft, and it is a deep draft. It is a deep but they're draft. not. They also here's the funny thing. They don't have a first round pick. Either. No. So what are you going to do? Wait till the, with the second round, you're going to find a, a baller that's going to match DeAndre Hopkins? I'm, there's no receiver in the free agency market. To be, to be fair, DeAndre Hopkins was – well, no, he was a first-rounder, wasn't he? No, I think he was a second. Was he a second? I, look at I can't remember. Let me see something. I know he's from Clemson. And he was born with Sammy Watkins and, and you know, the alien kid out For there. For a second, I thought he was a second-rounder. And now I'm, like, backtracking myself. Yeah, maybe look it up. Yeah, with I, – I, I, here's DeAndre the thing. DeAndre Hopkins. All right, let's look this up now. He was drafted in... Hang on, look at the Wikipedia. They'll tell me where this comes from. I think he was drafted in the first round. First round, pick 27. So late late first, early second, basically, for him. Yeah. So I don't give a damn that my head coach and my star receiver don't get along. You make it freaking work, okay? You make it work. You don't let go of talent. And he's like 27 years old. It's not like he's like 31, 32. He's 27. Could it be 20 in June? Are you kidding me? He's living his Well, considering yet. Stephon Diggs just went for a first. Yeah. Now, I look at, I'm looking at the, the Minnesota. I'm looking at the Houston Texans. Odell went for a first, a third, and a safety. You got a second-round pick and a washed-up running back for a Hall of Famer who's not even past his prime yet, had no injury histories whatsoever. The man's been balling. I could be a quarterback back there, and I can ball with him out there. Are you kidding me? Literally, it was Brian Hoyer who was a quarterback, and it was doing fine with DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. He just throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. Just throw it up. The only, the only guy who couldn't make DeAndre Hopkins look good was Brock Osweiler. Oh, there you go. That's about it. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't. You don't trade talent. I don't care how. And if you do trade with talent, you get compensated greatly for it. Okay. The Browns got Odell Beckham. They had to give the Giants a boatload. The Bills just got the uh, Stephon Dick. They had to give a boatload. But the Brandon Texans, Cooks was traded for a first-round pick yeah, twice. 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 But the Texans just got a second round and David Johnson. And you already had, he had two running backs Basically, back there. So, you know who else went for a second-round pick? Who? Mohamed Sanu. I'm going to walk away the second because I'm really upset right now. Because, <laughs> like, I don't get it. I I, you gotta help me understand. Like what? Like no one's it, gonna help you understand Bill O'Brien because no, Bill O'Brien doesn't understand. This Bill is what I understand, right? You said you said earlier teams have a sense of direction. 
what direction is the, the Texans going in by getting David Johnson? Are you not going to be a running team now? Do you have enough linemen line, uh, line to run a zone run scheme or a run blocking team or something like that to compensate for losing DeAndre Hopkins? Because if I'm a defense now, guess what I'm going to do? Oh, this is what you have for, for, for my corners? I'm going to put him on my, on my island. I'm going to come after your guy. Watson, he was already killed last year. He was getting crushed. Now you're going to kill him. He even hit worse. I just feel sorry for you, Texas fans. You're going to be 5-11. and 11. Guaranteed. I'm sorry. Because DeAndre Hopkins masked it. Well, that's a good thing for yeah. the Miami Dolphins fans then. Yeah, because now they get Miami Dolphins pick. have to love it every time the, the, the Texans screw up. Because they're going to get a higher pick yeah. in the next couple seasons. Because you're, you, 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 you just They get a first and a second next year for that Tunsil trade. Oh yeah, it, it, it's like the 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 uh, poor keep on getting more poor on this one. Instead of the rich getting richer, uh, it's just like the, the Texans are like, here we'll give up more picks. I gotta have a seat because I'm, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> Dude, this is a <laughs> this is a fun, crazy day. I think you just let me ra ramble off, and it, it just it was just it's it's bad. It's really bad. This is a bad move. I said it earlier again. It's a bad move. I'm going to say again, it's a It's a bad move, move, but it made it so much more interesting Because today. now... We had three first-round picks traded today. Yes. But it was for, traded for no... Oh, my God. Texans, you better know what you're doing, Bill O'Brien. Like, I, I've argued with my no, friends... No, he doesn't in group know what chats. he's doing. We I've already figured this out. I've argued my chats before, and I, 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 for months, when he became the GM, I said, this is a horrible look. And all of them said, you got to wait and see. Trust me, you're going you're to you're be surprised. I said... I don't believe this guy. He's not Bill Belichick. If, if, if your head coach isn't part of Bill Belichick's pedigree, or if you're like, like Andy Reid, you don't deserve to be a GM and head coach. I don't care. You don't do it. But they did it. And now you're going to screw yourself for years to come. DeAndre, DeAndre Watson, Deshaun Watson is, is, is screwed. Okay? I, I, he's going to get hit a lot. I, yeah, I, well, I think they missed their window last year. It, it, it's like, done. They're... It's done. And now you're going to rebuild with no receiver number one. I don't – unless you know there's a DK Metcalf in the second or third round that you're going to peel off to get to match what DeAndre Hopkins does, which is, is rare that you're gonna not going to happen. But, hey, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good good luck, Texans. That's what I say. Good, good luck, luck, Texans. Because you're in the AFC South, and that division is terrible. But Tennessee to run all over you guys again. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's a horrible move. A sad day for for the Houston Tech. Because but I think was, that's a great note to leave it on. It's a sad, it's sad move. It's a sad move. And DeAndre Hopkins meant a lot to the Houston Texans as a community for the Houston. It was doing wonders down there. And because Bill O'Brien is heads up his butt, he can't get stiff things together. And you're going to screw this whole thing down, and it's going to go bad. That's all I got to say. It's going to go bad. Well, anyway, if you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow Kev. DJ Intense at D-J-I-N-T-E-N-C-E on all podcasts, forums, and social media. I'm going to have a sit down. You're going to end this on your own because I'm upset. This is horrible. And, and you can follow me at Brojo Death Punch. B-R-O-J-O. Death oh, because like we're all going to get the coronavirus and punch. We don't hope that, but I don't want that. Punch because uh, Kev wants to punch Bill O'Brien today. In the face. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Leave a comment. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start responding to your comments on the video. So uh, or, or the reviews. So leave a review. Leave five stars. Only if you leave five stars though. And uh, probably be back on. Given all the Corona stuff, we'll probably be back on relatively soon. Talking about the rest of this free agency because it's the only thing anybody could talk about anyway. Yeah. Peace.
When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to pee.